This is Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. We have another great episode today of Change for Your Dollar, where we have conversations and talk about the blessings and burdens around money and faith and life. I'm your host, John Putnam. Hey, my friends, great to be back with you today. Since this is the week of Valentine's Day, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk about love and money in the same podcast. So here goes. You know, one of the truths in life is that we all love someone or something. Love can be healthy. It can be unhealthy. It can lift you up. It can pull you down. And at the same time, there's always competition for our love from family, from friends, organizations, and the list goes on and on. Some love can be casual as we might love music or art, but other love, true love, is covenant in nature. It's built on mutual trust. It's singular and focused, evidenced by its consumption of our heart. Now, I'm no love expert, but on a personal note, when I fell in love with Anne, I was head over heels and I fell hard. And as one of my dad's friends told me one time, he said, John, if you ever find a woman who you know is too good for you, who laughs at your jokes, who seems not to mind looking at you, it's time to stop looking. That's exactly what happened to me. And if you look in the dictionary under the term overmarried, you will likely find this guy's picture. Anne is my true love. What a blessing it is when we have the ability and we get to experience focusing on one true love. And history is filled with these stories. But there is one in particular that has captivated my imagination and my research that I wanted to share with you today and then share a Bible story in contrast and comparison. Change for Your Dollar podcast with host John Putnam on the Hope on Demand Network. You're listening to Change for Your Dollar with John Putnam. The first story begins at the origin of Valentine's Day, which has been a source of debate and disagreement for ages. It has been romanticized and downplayed. And I want to share with you what seems to be a reasonable tale of how Valentine's Day came to be. And I'm sure like most urban myths, there are truths woven throughout this story, but others may have been embellished a little bit over the time, at least in the information that I was reading. Legend has it that St. Valentinus was a good man who loved Christ. He was a pastor of sorts, and he did not have much admiration for Rome, Romans, or Roman authority. He is reported to have spent his later years ministering to Christians and performing marriages to soldiers who had been forbidden to do so. 
I thought that was fascinating. The Roman Empire felt that unmarried soldiers made the best soldiers. And this makes perfect sense, doesn't it? They wanted the soldiers focus on the battle. They wanted them to be sold out, to be able to sacrifice themselves for Rome and not thinking about a spouse and family at home that may distract them from their commitment and their duties. Ultimately, as you can imagine, the Romans caught up with Valentinus and his marriage ministry to soldiers landed him in prison. But as I shared earlier, he was a good man, and being in prison didn't change that. The story is told that during the time he was in prison, given the reputation as a Christian, the jailer, a man named Asterius, asked him to help his daughter, Julia, who was blind. The story continues that Valentinus's prayer restored the sight of Julia, and of course, they fell in love. But the romance was cut short when the day of execution arrived. He wrote Julia one last letter, pledging his undying love. And the legend has it that it was signed from your Valentine. From that simple love letter, we celebrate the strength and devotion of love in his honor each Valentine's Day. This is Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. Back to Change for Your Dollar with John Putnam. Our second story begins with another good man, a rich young ruler who had a different love but a love that was just as powerful. From his short story in Mark 10, 17 to 27, we find a young man in search of answers. He was from the right family, one of power and prestige. He had wealth, which you would expect given his family and his position. He was well-educated in the law, which he also shared in the story. Can't you just see this handsome, well-educated, powerful, wealthy young man? You've probably met people just like him before, his head held high, proud, walking with authority to intercept Jesus. When he finally caught up to him, he kneeled and asked, Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? As Jesus looked into the heart of this young man, He instructed him that he must keep the commandments. In his prompt response, it was obvious the young man was quite confident and sure that he had always done so. Yet Jesus knew what was competing for the young man's heart. You know, on a personal note, I think about this sometimes, and I wonder if he was truly looking for answers or possibly looking for validation of his earthly goodness from the Son of Man. Now, I'm no theologian, but it's just something that I think about when I read this scripture. All right, back to the story. Jesus continued, And Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Consequently, we are left with a powerful example of how the love of wealth is a barrier to the truth and love of Christ. 
As I've counseled families in their financial stewardship and generosity journeys, the situations may vary, but like the rich young ruler, without exception, the most common culprit competing for their relationship with Christ is their wealth, their money. Now, I'm not saying it always overrides that, but it is the one that is the most common culprit for competition to love of Christ. Our attitude about money often follows an age-old pattern that more money is better. You know, the more money we have, the more secure we can feel. Many families would say that more money would solve most of their problems, but I've found that rarely is that true. In Matthew 6.24 and in Luke, we are told a similar story that no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This opposition, this tension left undone will ultimately tear your faith apart. There can only be one winner for your love. There can only be one master for your life. However, as a point of clarification, You can have God in your life, and you can have money in your life, but you cannot love them both. Like many in history, both of these men left their mark on the world through a singular devotion. Valentine, loving Christ, a ministry to others, a love letter, and an unforgettable signature. And then the rich young ruler, loving wealth, seeking life, one question, and an unforgettable response. I am relatively confident that neither man had any idea of the legacy of love they left behind. Though in both examples, the world is still impacted today, and interestingly, both ultimately point to Jesus. As I close today, let me remind you that something or someone will always be competing for your love for God. I have found that often in my past and serving other families that the common culprit has been wealth and money. I believe it was John Piper who said once that money is the universal barrier to God. When it comes to our relationship with Christ, He alone is to be the focus of your true love. That is what God truly desires. You, your heart, your devotion, and through His love story, God has sent us the simplest Valentine of all. Be mine. You've been listening to Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. Thank you for joining me for Change for Your Dollar where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money, faith, and life. For more tools and resources, please visit changeforyourdollar.com. I'm John Putnam. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next time.